<laughs> the blinker noise is ridiculous. Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is January 8th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I am, uh, I'm doing all right. It's been a tough couple, uh, 24 hours for me. Just a lot of bad breaks. A lot of bad breaks on my way to the swamp here. You're like Jordan Spieth, drawing a, a dead lie, not getting the right bounces, rolling back into huge divots you know this narrative emerged sunday that jordan street never gets uh, was getting all the bad breaks which we'll revisit here in our kapalua review here momentarily but uh you know this podcast has about a five-year plus history now we've we've recorded you know three days a week we are forced sometimes by circumstances to do it in unique places i've done it in a car outside a beach house You've, I've done it in a car driving back from Caves Valley to disastrous results. You've done it in <laughs> multiple cars. You've done it out on you know various porches under the stars, it feels like. But uh, this is a new one. We started with an attempt in the baggage claim area at the Palm Beach Airport. And you said you walked outside to do the intro because you didn't want to be an idiot shouting Brendan while all these people are waiting for their golf clubs and other items. And then you went back in and the music was on and we're just like, we got to scuttle this. So then we transferred it to the rental car, the rental car shuttle. Now you're in the rental car. You were driving around the swamp. You were traveling tonight due to a bunch of different delays. I'm traveling early in the morning. So we're, this is, these are what we're doing. We're not recording at 1 a.m. We're going now. And if you uh, excuse the sound of a blinker of your when you turn signal hopefully there aren't too many turns on the way to where you're going right, will I'm there about, be? about to get i'm about to get on the expressway um you know i, I i'm staying in the hotel that's right next to the woods jupiter so we're going to be finishing this podcast as i arrive maybe i'll catch last call at the woods but don't listen, give listen, your location this, away not everyone down there is friendly i'm gonna be there, gonna be there for think. six hours oh, okay. there for six hours and then we're gone the, uh, poof yeah, yeah. okay the um I, I have to say that bad breaks happen to people that are just guys. That's the thing. You know, that's the the life of, of normal people is you get bad breaks. You get flight cancellations because the window just blows off of a, a certain type of uh, airplane. Airline. and yeah. ca- causes causes every every airline that's somewhat – every airplane that's somewhat similar to that airplane to be grounded, you know. And yeah. uh, and then you got to – then all of a sudden you got to fly to – to New York to get to Florida, but you know here we are. How about Chris Kirk? How about I mean, the what Bears lost. We, we got to back. <laughs> we got limited time here. We got limited time. Trying uh, to make the, the Bears lost. Do you have anything to save yourself? You were talking about playoffs a month ago. Then you're talking last week about I don't know. Way too positive. Uh, how did it go? Nine points was all I saw. I didn't well, see the. I, I gotta say, you know, the Bears started a guy at center. That might be the worst player in the NFL. He couldn't snap what? the ball. He couldn't snap the ball. Center, come on. And he, yeah. we was third, our third string center. 
couldn't okay. snap the ball and couldn't block anybody. So it was, it was a tough watch. But, hey, congrats to the Packers. I got to say, so, Jordan Love was super impressive. Right back um, in the playoffs. Lose I just, you know, I, it's hard to be a Bears fan. <laughs> I just, what can I say? It's, you, you build character, and uh, we'll be back at it with the draft. We got a, big decisions ahead. Should be a fun offseason for Bears fans. But that's it for the yeah. NFL Minute. Yeah, NFL Minute is over. We're on to Kapalua, where Chris Kirk won the uh, opening event of the season, making history, Andy. PGA Tour history was made on Sunday night. Can you wager a guess on what kind of his story? I've confirmed this with the PGA Tour itself. Uh, maybe not in an official capacity, but someone that All works right. there in, I, in one form or fashion. What I've history? got an idea. I've got an idea. I think you know. This, yeah. this was the first time in the history of the PGA tour that Chris, Chris Kirk's been the number one player in the world. Well, that could be the case too, but never, but this He's is number one more in the FedEx rare. cup. Maybe more rare. Never in the history is 60 year, whatever, 80 year history of the PGA tour. Has anyone ever won 700 FedEx cup points in a single day? <laughs> Historic accomplishment. <laughs> I knew it was with the FedEx Cup. That is that is quite the nugget. He's done a lot. He's a pro. I want to commend Chris Kirk. He's out of the pancake zone. He's got six wins. Um, there's gonna be other, there's it, gonna be other guys that do that, but there'll only be one first. And Chris Kirk is that guy. There's only one chance to make history, and that's a. I mean, think about all the players who played and all the points that have been won on a single day no one's ever won 700 in a single day it's history and the pga tour he's won six times the sanderson then known as the viking classic the rsm the deutsche bank championship the colonial and then uh honda classic last week so or last year so he's got six wins a so true pro the, out of the pancake zone into the mj zone six titles into, into the mj zone so he's 38 now. Uh, he's played 330-some events on the tour. A true pro's pro. Uh, a lot of people, like, I, I feel like we sort of default a little bit too much to his personal story. I think he's pretty forthcoming, though. I mean, it's put to good use. It's not like people are popping him for it or, or it's overdone, but, like, truly a remarkable comeback. Um, I think, like, we just, I just sort of, sort of uh, elaborate on sort of longevity of his career. And like this is a, I don't know, it's, it's maybe a word of caution or advice or insight for young people coming out, like who are really good at what they do. You might get bored, you might get stale. What you do for a profession may become unfulfilling. You turn to other things. You might get depressed. You might like that kind of shit happens, and it's kind of amazing for him to pull himself out uh, and like win at the various very highest level. Not every great player in the world was there. But he blitzed him, and and you know he beat Jordan Spieth's number. Jordan thought he shot eight under. If eight under or sixty five would do it or get him in a playoff, and uh, that wasn't going to do it. Chris Kirk was amazing. Locks it up on seventeen with a fabulous shot, um, and, and gets his sixth win. He talks about I mean, just a quote real quick. Says thankful for these last five years. I'm enjoying competing. I'm enjoying the work, and that's what I was getting at for a while. Like. That work will feel so good when you're young. Sometimes that gets bored and you lose the enjoyment of that. And uh, how you handle that is is a big thing. And he's pulled himself out of it. So, all right, go ahead. I mean, six wins is like pretty legit, right? 
Yeah, he's a like pro. A pretty legit career. And I think what you said is, is so true. I mean, it, it, especially for younger players and younger people just in general, it's like life's a, life's a winding road. You know, it's never, never all roses. And, you know, Chris Kirk, I think, you know, six wins is, is truly legit. Like you are a bona fide, you're not a mule, you know, in any means. Right. That terms become too blanket, quite honestly, for anyone outside like the top 10 or whatever. But, and like, he's not that. And like, he does it in like, without anything that's like flashy, right? He's not yeah. a guy that's going to go out there and put up like crazy track man numbers. He gets it done. He draws the ball. It's, it's a, he's a, lot a rare t- player on the PGA Tour who draws the ball. It was fun watching the ball fall left, actually, yeah. once on Sunday. Um, and I think like the thing that sealed it was, you know, two – we can talk about the 400, you know, the PGA Tour wants to talk about the 400, the record 400 plus yard drives uh, at Kapalua this week. But what sealed the deal for Chris Kirk was just two unbelievable approach shots on the back nine. Um, the 11th, the par three, hit it to true kick in, you know, uh, distance. And then on yeah. 17, you know, um, to where where he's, uh, he's kind of just freewheeling it down 18. So, Really uh, awesome tournament, awesome win for Chris Kirk, you know. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to say that the whole tournament was really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a dud, but, you know, <laughs> not a dud, but it just wasn't, it didn't have a lot going on. By Kapalua standards, I just wouldn't say it was at its highest, right? I mean, I, Kapalua's... Dud's, Dud's too strong. No. Like, comparison to, like, the last two years between Rom and then the Rom Camp Smith. I just feel like it was a little step down from there. I think there are certain tournaments, certain events where you just like expect something like you, you, you have certain expectations for whether it's, it's, you know, players involved broadcast um, and Kapalua is one of those. And that speaks to the strength of it's like brand or whatever it's developed. It's, it's sort of legacy and history in recent decades. And it's like a, like a Duke Carolina game or something. Like when you go into that, you like expect certain things like, like, excitement top five stars everywhere is that kind of stuff like there's just an expectation here i don't know that it met that this this week with chris kirk and the obviously field composition being a little different than it's been but it was a good opener it wasn't bad it, and i think people given the layoff are excited just to have any kind of golf he held, holds up sahith the gala by a shot uh and jordan spieth by two who finishes with the 65 um, do you want to talk about either of those runners up or, or third place finishers? Where would you want to go next? I mean, Scythe was was really good. I mean, he came down the stretch. I, I I thought I thought it was an interesting Sunday in the sense that you had Kirk and, and Batia, and then you had all these guys. I mean, like what were there eighteen people that could have won going into the final round today? Maybe, yeah, you know, with a yeah, good maybe. fifteen, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, in reality, maybe it was more like 10 just with how well Kirk played. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but you had, uh, Batia right there and you kind of were like, Oh, is he going to have a good Sunday? And it obviously started really bad with the, with the lost ball on one. And, and, you know, he wasn't a factor, but having Sahith uh, kind of step up and play really good golf, obviously just fell a, a little short. I mean, it's just like another progression of him becoming more and more of a bona, f- bona fide star. I, uh, my my in laws were over this week, and um, 
and my, you know, my father-in-law doesn't watch a ton of golf, but he's, you know, I had it on and he's like, he's asking me about the gala. And I think like, it's something that you said, like, it's like, you know, with Batia and the gala, like a great thing about them developing into, you know, more household names is that they look different than most PGA tour pros. And it makes people say, Oh, who's that? Right. Yeah. In the sense of that they come from different backgrounds that they, um, you know, represent are di- yeah, it represent, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I think from, from that standpoint, uh, Thigala just, I think he, when you, when you identify players that, you know, are important for this like kind of post tiger generation, um, and continuing to push the game forward, um, with, with different, um, demographics, different backgrounds, uh, Thigala is such an important person for that, right? Yeah, I yeah, I think he's amazing. He's an amazing story. Obviously, the the like shot shaping is super cool. Uh, it feels like he's getting a lot of run. He's won once. Well, the dad, people, the dad, and the Netflix. I mean, I I think it's a legitimate case for the Netflix thing. He's right? not. He's not like the. I, well, maybe not yet, but he's not the talent of like. Cantley Xander, like, do you think he's pretty wild? Do you think he can like go and show up anywhere and win and win all the uh, like win on any kind of major? Maybe, yeah, maybe he can. I don't know, but it, we're kind of talking about him like he's. I don't know. Is he Ludwig? Is he better than more accomplished than Ludwig? I, I don't know. It's interesting. They're probably similar ages, but he is. He's, he's a fun. star for sure. Yes, he's, he's a star. fun too because of the way he plays. You know, he doesn't yeah. play. He, you know, he talked yes. about this when. When when we were we did a story on him for the open at um, yeah. at St Andrews, he talked yeah. about growing up in Chico. Is it Chico or Chino? Chino, I think he's from. I can't remember. I apologies, it's late. Um, but where he, where he's from, you know, like he, growing up in Cal. I think his response to me when I asked about like the different shots he had at St Andrews and the tight turf is he said, "Well, like when you grow up in California playing Muni's." that have water restrictions, you <laughs> learn how to hit off hard pan, right? right? You know, I got all these, you know, and he has all these different shots that he hits, you know, and he is a little wild, but I think like, you know, wild's fun as Jordan Spieth totally. uh, evidences, yes. right? Like you like guys that, that yeah. are unpredictable. I think like, you know, one of the things I, I had a, a friend of the program, Joseph Lamania was texting me about like, do you think Scotty's going to figure it out with the putter? You know, and I said, like, you know, maybe Scotty not figuring out it's good for golf because, you know, he'd win so much. Interesting. And and it, he's not really that exciting, right? It would be so, like, if, if Scotty became an above-average putter, it would become so inevitable, you know? Academic, and he, yeah. Yeah, it'd yeah. be just like, oh, this guy hits it better than everybody and he makes enough putts, right? Yeah. But, um, and he yeah. wins a ton. But, like, a guy like Thigala, and I think this is probably why, you know, Jordan Spieth still regarded as a superstar is because of their relatability in the sense that they yep, yep. <laughs> kind of can look human. Apologies. <laughs> Apologies. I'm still battling this cold. So, yeah. I'll tell you what. Whatever we lack in audio quality tonight, we'll make up for for an in-person recording on Wednesday when some of our audio is uh, the best, be, I believe. It'll be crystal um, clear of that. Do I need to bring any equipment for that planning meeting here on the fly? Do uh, I need to bring I, anything? I got everything. I think I got everything. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. We'll see you down in the swamp in a few hours. Um, speaking of, of stars, 
who figured it out with the putter, at least for one week, is one, just a guy, Jordan Spieth, leads the field in strokes gained putting. Uh, who would you guess was last? 59-person field strokes gained putting. Who would you guess? It's the name you'd, it, you'd, names you'd expect. Is it... Burley um, boy. New Burley boy. Hideki? Thick, Thideki, Thick Decky, and Glucus uh, Glover, Broomstick. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's you know, going... I had a listener sign. that was... Really questioning your your um your knowledge of apparel because he said that that Descente? company yeah Desc- I know Deshant Deshant yeah, I yeah, think it whatever is. it is I know it's been, it's around, been forever, around forever skiing and stuff yeah I got it I know I read up on it before he was was playing dumb but they're not Hideki, exactly Hideki used to wear it great Hideki's worn everything under the sun it feels like. He doesn't say no to anything on, on the apparel front, but Hideki and Glover. Anyways, uh, Spieth I'm trying, leads I'm it. Trying to remember my way to the woods here from the airport, and I don't, I don't know if I'm on the right path or not. I think I am. Feels I like a couple on turns could be bad down there. You know? No, I, no, I, not I, not. I'm in I'm into Palm Beach Gardens right now. I'm okay. not I'm not gonna not gonna make I'm I'm not got any trouble uh, around me. Okay. So, Just, you know, yeah. go see oh. if you can see the TGL dome. Follow that on the way where they're building the TGL. <laughs> we should, the, we the should do a drive by the SoFi Stadium. Yeah, the sta- stadium feels like a strong term for it, but we can do some reporting on that. We'll do some reporting on that maybe this week. Uh, Speed leads the field in strokes game putting in a blade collar. Uh, a lot of, lot of uh, hullabaloo on about his collar. It was terrible. They got him looking like a little boy again. Under Armour looking like a 14-year-old APGA player. Um, uh, I don't know. He, he's he gotten so many good breaks over the course of his career, right? I know he's gotten bad ones. But isn't the point when you hit it kind of wild that it might result in a bad situation? Yeah. And his one drive that it did plug like straight into the face. He had to chop out sideways and... You know, he's like, that's a one-shot penalty there. He, he admitted, like, I was, like, 20 yards offline. I wasn't trying to carry that bunker. I wasn't aiming for it at all. And so that's sometimes, is it bad? Yeah, it's 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 bad for going in a bunker on the tour. But it's kind of what you get when you hit it offline. And he got a few of them. One rolled into a divot, a chunk. And, and he's gotten several good ones that have bounced off various objects and into benign position. So, I don't know. That's the, that's the averages there. I think the, um, you know, it's it's like anything. He he made a ton of putts too. Those are yeah. good breaks, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yep. when you roll in a bunch of twenty plus footers in in a in a single round, it's like a miraculous round. So right. the other thing I will say is like, you know, the divot that he was in that everybody was making a big <laughs> deal about. You know how many people were in the same divot? <laughs> Like clearly, Thagala was in the same divot fifteen minutes earlier, and nobody was like, "Oh, that was a terrible break." Yeah, does this change and anything Spieth, about Spieth, Spieth? Still made birdie on that hole. He did. He did. He got the drop. It was like kind of yeah, yeah. Um, do does it change the way I feel about Spieth? <laughs> I'm um, he played well. Know, he shot sixty five on Sunday. He was too shy. Um, I don't know. 
putted well. Putted well was. I mean, did you feel well when Jason Kokrak uh, beat him out for the Colonial? No, not necessarily. (laughs) I mean, sixty-five. Sixty-five was kind of like even par today. Spieth is kind of in a weird place in his career. It was well, the lowest final scoring final scoring round average was the lowest on I think recorded history on the tour. Sixty six point six six was the so so literally one under par. He shot one under par. I gotcha. I gotcha. He's he's t three or solo third though. That's not bad. I thought it was a great showing. Okay, like I don't want to be. I don't want to have to, you know, defend my position every every week. He's in a weird spot in his career. He's like, if he wins this, you're kind of like, okay. Uh, If he comes up short like this, you're kind of like, what happened? Yeah, I saw. Did you see the FedEx Cup's ranks for the last six years? You were you. I didn't, but you were sure to share them far and wide on various social media accounts. Well, it's like thirty first, sixtieth, that kind of stuff, right? I mean, yeah, it's not. I there's. there's not like a six sprinkled in there either. <laughs> uh, it it kind of looks like the Bears over the course of the last few, six years. You know, they made the playoffs a couple times. <laughs> uh, They've been bad a couple else? times. On speed. Are you good? I mean, people want to talk I think about he's speed gonna for have, hours. I think he's going to have a good year. What is defined good okay. in the FedEx Cup? What's I mean, it's a watered-down PGA Tour. And I think I think he's gonna, I think he wins twice this year. Wow. Okay. So I think he's gonna be. This is gonna be a bounce back year. All right. Okay. Good. Good. Any any reactions to uh, Kapalua? I hope, I hope uh, we didn't do a speeth over under last week that I just. I don't think we did. Any qualms about scoring? Uh, so it's Kapalua. No, I you get this every year. Pars just gotta you. adjust yourself. No. Uh, no, not at all. But it's it's a different mindset. That's like getting back to the expectations of like a horse race type thing. Like it's a fast track and you know like whoever's behind you is going to keep pushing the pace. And right? It, that's just a, unless you're like what was it? The one year JT like yanked one into the scruff and that was like the only time like you, like, you just have to keep pushing the pace. Does that get like I don't know. I don't know if that eliminates some drama. If you know that's the case, like a guy making an eagle on eighteen or a birdie on eighteen, like it, it's it's quickly going to be matched. But no, I have no qualms about the scoring at all. I think Dude. all these tournaments just need to have adjusted pars, right? If you sure. if you came into the week and Kapalua is a par sixty eight, which it like is, right? You know, yeah. like you, they, the tour shared that Tiger clip um, of him hitting three wood from 306 into the 18th. And these guys are hitting like irons in now. (laughs) You know, and the the fairways, the fairways 80 yards wide. Yeah. And it's like, that's just a par four. It's sure it's 667 or whatever it is off the tee, but it plays, you know, short. Do you have any reaction to Max Homer's 477-yard drive that gained 0.7 strokes off the tee? I think it was the longest. I, I loved in his. Tour history. I loved his his celebration of it on his social media accounts, saying it was that. all carry. He's just said it's all carry. Oh. Oh, all right, good. 
He's good. Um, Self-deprecation. Yeah. Like that. The, good. The, um, what, what else? Uh, one thing, I, I have just a problem with the TV schedule. Okay. I've got TV next. <coughs> Kisner, Smiley following Spieth. And then last hour. Sorry. Last hour terrible. being, so I got to I gotta say something. I, beggars can't be choosers here. And I, I appreciate our Callaway overlords, the AI smoke and the Chrome tour, which that hat looks like a Waffle House hat. A lot of people point that out. I thought it right away on Thursday, the yellow Chrome tour. It looks like a waffle, woozy house. It, it looks like they're mocking Waffle House with the hat. They give us the hour free commercials or commercial free hour. But like, I don't know. The third, the second last group's on 18. The, you know, Chris yeah. Kirk's on 16. I, I, I'm not bitching about it. It's amazing. I'm appreciative of what we get. But like, the last group has two holes to play. I don't know. I guess it's like, it's a little. It, it's know. not really the last hour. It was like the last 30 minutes. Anyways, so that that's what do you got with the t- times that you had an issue with, the coverage times ending at 8 right. p.m.? I just, I get why they ended early. Like NBC has, you know, the, the football, right? Okay, we can talk about this. Like NBC's got the football. We've got, you know, we want to get it. We want to, we want to get our product on NBC at some point. And it's like, okay, I can understand that. But like when you constantly seed your product to the NFL and like the PGA tours, but this is a problem that's been over the course of, you know, the last decade, they're terrified. I mean, they completely reworked the entire golf schedule to (coughs) avoid the NFL. When you say like flat out, like we're avoiding the NFL, there's an aspect to that. You're, you're literally telling fans that the NFL is more important than yourself. And this is a season kickoff event. This is the season kickoff of, of the PGA tour, right? Like I, I've got it marked on my calendar. I can't wait for this event. There are a lot of people that feel the same exact way. And yet at the same time, like it's impossible. Like you're, it's not on when you're used to watching it. It's this history of this event. And here's the thing I get it's week 18 of the NFL there are important games that, that have playoff implications, but the vast majority of NFL fans are checked out because their team's eliminated from the playoffs or they're clinched. This is like a week in the NFL where I bet the viewership numbers are really weird, right? Because you lose like a lot of like passerby fans. But anyways, like you can't just be afraid of other sports. Right, they're not gonna. Well, you're not arguing they're they're gonna outrate Bills Dolphins tonight. I'm not saying they are. They're not. I'm just going earlier admits you're just like we don't. We're insecure. And you're you're giving the middle finger to your fans. Like we don't get a lot of chances for primetime golf, and golf fans are excited to have golf on from seven to ten p.m. on the East Coast. On the West Coast, they're excited to have it on during like dinner, right? That's just yeah. something that you don't usually get. You don't usually get to Gotta watch to golf when yeah. it's dark outside. Yeah. And yeah. and this was this is one of the rare opportunities and I just think that is is kind of bullshit that the PGA Tour has such so little spine 
to just they, not like believe have confidence in your product don't they've 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 kind of sort of danced around this at this event for a few years now remember they did the monday finish finishing right as the national championship game would kick off um they've bounced around with this i i don't know a lot of sports run from the nfl like a lot nba or uh baseball world series um like obviously thursday night college football has become nothing they stopped scheduling like any kind of consequential games when the nfl went there like it's not like something totally unique but for the PGA Tour, when it gets a chance to have a 10 p.m. finish or 11, whatever it is, I think you probably should take it. I mean, I don't know. I think you should, but it's clearly NBC has that Sunday night football game and they want to get done. They and if NBC, so so this is one of the things, the other things, right? So what caused this was the NFL pushing in another week, right? Mm-hmm. This caused this problem for the, weeks for the golf. Yeah. So, the, yeah. it, so NBC's got Sunday night football. So why don't we just why don't we identify this problem and say, hey, CBS, can you take this week? Yeah, I I don't think they're gonna. I mean, this is a primo primo. I mean, I don't know. Golf Channel is like well, one of their highlights now with everything. Here's else the, the thing, but they yeah. they the the network can't can't service it. So, like to me, there's a very easy solution here. I mean, the, you know the numbers guys are going to say we'll get a better rating if we're done by 8 than as opposed to 10, and that's why they Maybe. justify it. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess what's you got a rating? You know, Cowboys like, going, and you got other games going at the 7 o'clock hour anyways, right? You got yeah, they were going up against the Bears and Packers. I was watching yeah. both of them. I had the sound on both. I was, you know, I had I had, had one headphone in one ear and one in the other, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. like, the, the the other thing is that like we live in a multi-screen universe now that a lot of sports fans watch multiple screens like it's not as much of a I just I just think it's silly to take away such an awesome night in the sense of like this is just a different it has a different feel because of the time that it's on once a year once a year once basically. yes twice that's Sony you get Sony yeah, it, yeah. It, but. But yeah, you yeah. get this, you never get this. And, and instead it's, you know, we're stuck with, you know, this it being on. And not only that, you got the players teeing off at like seven thirty in the morning in Hawaii. That was a little bizarre. I thought, you know, threes. I, I, yeah, I thought they were pushing them really early when they didn't necessarily have to just embrace the, the kind of windfall of being able to play five hours behind. But um, on the broadcast was Kevin Kisner came out. I think he's probably going to get universal praise, probably for good reason. I think it speaks quite honestly um, to the value of having a contemporary out there. And this is not to besmirch some of the older players who have who have been on the broadcast for many years, who have just kind of shuffled off and retired in recent years, either forced or otherwise. But like, uh, he was amazing. He was he was really smart. Like. Rolf would like kind of like you got to hit the ball higher. He's like these guys are not comfortable hitting the ball higher on this turf on this grass. Like immediately, like he's been this this event. He's been playing it recently. Like he was all over it. He was good insight on Scotty that everybody picked up on with his putter being open. Uh, you know, transferring from you know he's like that in with, off the tee, which Will pointed out real well on fried egg. Um, he was really good. He was also. 
called out Spieth pretty hard on a, on his process over a three footer, like really yeah. hard for being a contemporary. I would imagine Spieth wasn't super thrilled with that. I think they're probably friends, and it's not like they're not anymore. But that was uh, I don't think you get that all the time from contemporaries. That's where they usually pull punches. But I thought he was really good. He was really good addition. It speaks to the value of getting guys who've been on tour. Maybe this will happen more often with the amount of money that's out there. Will guys just retire to a booth or probably not? I guess if their bank account is solid. But I think the thing that I was most mean? impressed with with Kisner was he's obviously very good friends with Brendan Todd. That was made very aware. Um, but he talked about on Saturday. I think it was on Saturday and. He said, or maybe it was even Chris Kirk. He said it about Chris Kirk today, about putts. Yeah, he's hitting some weak ones, and that's what happens when the when, like when you're coming down the stretch. Yeah, you know, I just don't. I think the thing that I appreciated the most was his openness to critique. Um, yeah. I know that can make yeah. you unpopular. I think he's got the right type of personality where, like, he's he's probably given these guys shit for his whole career. So it's not going to feel that much different, but I do think like, I'm a big fan of Smiley Kaufman, but like, I don't ever get the feeling that he will critique Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas or Ricky, like his friends when they're coming down the stretch. Right. And I think NBC puts him a lot of times in the position where he's calling Spieth coming down the stretch and it's more cheerleading than it is, you know, being an analyst. And I think that's the thing with with Kisner that I really appreciated was that Kisner was ready, willing, open to calling it like it was, even when his friend was in the way. And I think that's like the hardest thing to do for contemporaries. And I think Smiley does a great job of calling it like it is, but it is, there's a different dynamic when it's certain players, right? And I think, like, that's the difference between, like, where I think just Kisner, it, it, it's a probably a personality thing. And you have to be comfortable. <laughs> it, it's just, it's a hard thing. But, like, I think that's the thing that I was most impressed with, with Kevin Kisner. And I will say the caveat with all of this yep. praise is, like, like it's, it's probably easier to be really good one or two or three weeks. It's hard to be really good for yeah. 25 weeks. And I think like, I, 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 I think Smiley's great 25 weeks, right? I think like there's just certain situations yeah, that he probably should not be put in. Um, but with like Kisner, like I will say like Azinger was great every once in a while. Right. And I think, but I think like, that's where the hard thing is like, What's this look like 10 weeks? And we aren't going to see that. Kisner's playing next week, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, Who's I, in the booth next week? They probably put Smiley. I don't know. I think it's got to be Byram. I think it's got to be Byram and maybe Hicks stays around. Rolf will definitely be there. We know Rolf will be around. He does Sony. But I think they put Smiley with speed thinking he's so close that he has insight. And I think he's shared that he has brought that out a few times, like more than a few times, but then it kind of puts you in the position of things go wrong. It's, you know, it's bad break city and all that. I, I don't know. It puts him in a hard position when maybe a, you wouldn't hear him talk about, 
you wouldn't hear him characterize his process like Kisner did. Or like Jordan is a three foot putt, but he just hit it. Stop talking about the grain and the wind and this and that. And you thought it went to, like it's three foot putt, just knock it in. He really yeah, like uh, and what and I think what Kisner said about secure. yeah, what Kisner said about Kirk saying, oh, that's a those are a couple weak putts. That's what happens when you get the pressure coming on. Like I don't think Smiley would say that about speed. He'd say, oh, that you know must have been a misread or you know or a, a hit something or something. I just don't yep. think you get the same. I don't know. That's just my personal you know from from listening. And I think that's the difference, though. That's that's the hardest part about being an analyst as a contemporary. And I don't necessarily fault in that. Yep. Fault. This is not a critique of Smiley as much of as in, hey, it was amazing what Kisner did. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it, it was super. It was a super strong debut. It's one time thing or two time thing. We'll see. It, it was it was really good. It, it really added a lot to the broadcast. I think it just demonstrates like that these opportunities could be out there for others should be out there. There's maybe we get, look a little harder, get more experimental. I, I don't know. We, we have some pretty solid, really solid players or people in booths now, but, but yeah, maybe try to get more experimental. Maybe more voices are out there. All right. Would uh, you, you would you, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I made it. Would you, okay. um, would you hate if um, NBC just went to like, Hey, we're going to use this year and we're going to try a bunch of guys out. Uh, I wouldn't hate it. It seems pretty weird when you have, aren't they, don't they? Uh, what do they have? Two of the four majors at least um, with some. Yeah. I mean, they have the full open and the U.S. open. Um, I wouldn't hate it. Would you? I don't. I don't think I would. I like you. You just I think if you're NBC, you know, this this is uh you know, you wouldn't say this to Kisner's face, but you kind of hope that Kisner doesn't make it in. And um, and then you, you know, he, you hope he doesn't make it into those events and, and you got your guy for those. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't yeah. think it's a terrible idea to try a few people and see, hey, I think they need to develop. I think it's kind of silly. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like other sports leagues have such an advantage because they have, you know, all the games going on that they have all these guys that they can evaluate over periods of time. I don't think it's crazy for golf. Like, you know, why don't, why wouldn't you have a couple tournaments where you bring work guys in to see what they have on like, in smaller spots to see if you can find yeah. find people because it just seems like it's like oh we don't know who and then we give somebody a big contract and we have no clue if they're actually good yep. right yep yep i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind a little bit more of a experimental year understanding that maybe that's not the permanent way to go but it's it's a way to use this year right now um could be great well, for nice. content too yeah, absolutely. There'll be some flops. There'll be some successes. It would be great. Um, one last shout out to Kapalua. Todd Watch came through. He's breaking clubs. He's slamming his driver. The head's popping off. He's sending balls all over the planet. He's contending. He's doing walk and talks. We were on Brendan Todd when he was 2000th in the world. And Todd Watch has come, come home. Uh, and everybody's getting on board to lead off the year. Hey, um, we had an ad read for this, but we said this might be the shittiest episode ever, so we're going to push it off. You could join Club TFE. 
if you want to help help underwrite our travels to go create more content, plan more content, see new courses, join Club TFE. It's not, it's bucks not a to year. have a big bill at the woods this week. No, no. No. Course profiles every week. Uh, we'll have two this week to make up for the I holiday just, last I just, week. I so. just finished one on my, my okay. flight to Newark, my great flight to Newark. Yep. So uh, monthly videos, just a, this, this really uh, helps us support our work and kind of go out, create more content, see new courses and uh, bank new ideas. All right. That's it. We got one more. Sign off. I have a great inside info. Substantiated rumor. Andy, I have the itinerary from that rookie new oh member orientation at the Sony Open where everybody had to fly across the country, across the Pacific to Hawaii. I got a unsubstantiated rumor that apparently all these rookies were told they would get into Sony at Victoria National. It was like, we got a spot for you at Sony. You'll be in. Now, of course, many of them didn't get in. I think it was 14 to 35 got in, and but all of them had to go out to, to YLI. Uh, they got jammed, couldn't go practice for the Monday queue because of this new member orientation. All right, I have the itinerary. Andy, Starts at 8 a.m. It ends at 9 p.m. That's 13 no. hours. 13 hours. Okay. 8 a.m. Breakfast at the Monarch Terrace. Well, 8.30. So they get 30 minutes to eat. 8.30. Welcome opening remarks from uh, Ray Stasik. Not familiar with Ray. Maybe I should be. Uh, breakouts. 60 minutes for each presentation. So they break out. What are the breakouts? One. Where the money goes, so they're they're indoctrinating them here to uh-huh. where the money comes from. So those are two separate sessions. Where the money goes, where the money comes from, with various executives. I don't need to. One was on screen, so one guy didn't make this trip and whatever business class out to to Hawaii. Uh, I won't get, r- rattle off all the names. So where the money goes, where the money comes from. So they're trying to keep. The mules, the rookies down about giving them a financial <laughs> they education. Gotta, they got to the edu- educate them on the yep. way in, just yep. like just like Titleist with their with the rollback. You know, they uh, got to educate people with their own data. The third breakout was PGA Tour 101 by Tyler Dennis. I need to we'll we'll discuss that at another time. We should make <laughs> up a mock syllabus for PGA Tour 101. <laughs> what do you think is covered in that FedEx Cup? The value of FedEx Cup point lift clean in place. Uh, refreshers. You could do all sorts of this stuff. PGA Tour 101. I'd love to know that. Lunch again. Second afternoon, they go to breakouts. This was uh, storytelling, PGA Tour digital, and media training. This is three wow. hours total. Three 60-minute sessions. So they that's, the, that's the Grayson Murray uh, class. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not working for Grayson. So three 60-minute <laughs> like, sessions don't, in the morning. Don't, be the, don't become Grayson Murray. Here's how you Three 60-minute sessions in the afternoon, media services, expectations, and training from some of our good friends at comms, PGA Tour comms, communications and content, telling your story. I would love to know that. Oh, How do you tell your story so if good. you're one of these, you know, Rico Hoey or one of those, tell your story. I love that. The best, the best is that they probably give them like a template and it's yeah. like the best that the, you... The only way you tell your story is by figuring out what your story is, but they probably tell everybody to tell it the same way. Put it in this box. Yes. Keep it in this. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. 
off the assembly line. And then three, player content. So last 60-minute session on player content with experts from Meta. You know, the one of those booms. Yes. I don't know if Zuck came in on a surfboard up on the coast of Wileye there or what happened. But uh, Meta, you know, one of the, the companies, you know, responsible for the deterioration of norms and maybe democracy. But the experts from Meta uh, giving a, 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 a <laughs> education on player content. You think those guys go in and create, just go work with Instagram? You know, they're fighting for their job. They got a Monday qualifier. They're just going to go they play around have- with Instagram. Do you see when they're going to play? They're the first start for some oh. of these guys might be in Mexico. Flood watch. Yeah, flood watch too. You see this? Flood watch in Honolulu for the next two days. Flash flood oh, warning until like Tuesday. So, yeah, they're not going to play. There's articles coming out on that. We got friends of the program working on articles. Like, well, they're not going to no play points. and then they aren't going to get any points. Yeah. Because these guys That's are crazy. getting. They're getting the same amount of points for finishing. I get. I guess I got to apologize to the mules a little bit. The mules, <laughs> <laughs> the point distribution. I I took. I got. A, I had a nice barb. The highlight of today was a nice. Um, I saw. You know, that. very peaceful cordial. and, and agree- yeah. cordial uh, interaction with Billy Boy yeah. about points. I think he agreed with me. He just. He took Maybe. offense that 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 I used that I said the bottom five in this field would likely miss the cut yeah. in a uh, yeah. you know he had to ring his bell on you on that one he had to <laughs> yeah. ring his bell call you call you down but a cordial exchange all right let's finish this uh, itinerary then they did the breakouts last but not least Monarch Ballroom PGA Tour Players Meeting they meet the rookies with Jason Gore and. Someone who has to be scouting his next partner for the Zurich Classic, Ryan Palmer. Why is he? He's the guy. Jason Gore and Ryan Palmer, <laughs> the tugboat, uh, scouting amongst the rookie class. So they do a they do a session there with the whole group. Me, Listen, com- go hey, ahead. This is how foundations are laid, so that when one of these guys pops off and becomes the next Scotty Scheffler. Palmer's yeah. there. He's going to be <laughs> playing. He's going to be playing on the PGA Tour through the Zurich, through the team competition. <laughs> yeah. When he's like fifty-five, he's going to be maintaining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So then they go to seven p.m. Luau on the ocean lawn. So for their <laughs> hours of service, they get a free luau, probably a pig roast, something like that. Nine p.m. Closing remarks from Tyler Dennis. So if you made it to nine p.m. after the luau. 8, p- 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Closing remarks from Tyler Dennis. And that was your new member orientation today. Sunday, just January 7th, that you flew across the country for. And then you got a Monday queue. So a lot of 60 minutes. Oh, session. they got the Monday queue the next yes, day. Yes. They couldn't go practice. They just had 13 hours. Bullshit. <laughs> you know who'd be proud of this day and then would would tell you, you know what? I actually work five hours more. Who's that? Kevin Warren, CEO of the Bears. (laughs) I flipped through that feature. You weren't you weren't kidding about the photos and just uh, yeah. We got uh, yeah. He got brought up on the broadcast today too. Oh god. Yeah these these rookies are getting getting jammed. I mean they got a luau out of it. They got. Dance on the ocean lawn. It says so. Well, they're getting um, jammed with it. The, they're never going to play. No, it's 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 tough. I we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. 
All right, that does it for this uh, ha- we'll ramshackle. Talk more about points. Haphazard. I, yeah, I've got some good. There'll be some good uh, conversation on that for Wednesday, uh, Monday episode. Thank you for your continued support of the shotgun start. We'll be what on points. I had what? no. I just I can't remember. It's late. I got to get right. in the hotel. You got to get on go. a flight in like six hours. All right, we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday.